Hello again, and welcome to the Comics Online Podcast. Hey, want to see the Comics Online Podcast live and in person? Will you be in San Diego during Comic-Con weekend? Wait, you don't even have to have con passes for tons of San Diego Comic-Con weekend events these days, and our events are two of these, maybe even more than two. Keep following us on Twitter and, and liking us on Facebook, and you may run into us other places, too, for some impromptu fun nonsense. First of all, as usual, uh, join us on Sunday, July 21st at 7 p.m. for our fifth annual comic concert at the Whiskey Girl. This is just five short blocks from the convention center. Just head up Fifth Avenue, five blocks, bam, you're there. Unofficial Comic-Con after party. Everything's winding down, go and have something to drink, have something to eat, avoid traffic, relax, enjoy some great geek rock by random gibberish as per usual and this year we've got matt we've got hatch and we've even got crows we're bringing crows back from the afterlife uh from the pit of new jersey i think is what it's called that's where he lives the pit of new jersey and uh, they've got new geek comedy songs featuring of course content involving comics and video games and probably ponies and power rangers and uh something else that begins with a p that i'm not exactly sure uh, and if it ends with an anis, it's going in... doesn't matter. As usual, we have our comic concert costume contest. We've got, of course, prize giveaways. We've got some really nice stuff this year, sponsored stuff. Check out the Facebook for more info on that. And, as per usual, we're going to have some surprise celebrity guests. Those of you who were there last year will remember that you were pretty much blown away by who showed up. And this year promises to have more than one it's not announced yet it may be announced in advance or we might not even announce it it should be a great time you will be pleased to know that duke nukem himself john st john will return like two years ago uh he, he joined us he'll be back again this year for uh to be our master of ceremonies so comic concert uh whiskey girl fifth avenue 7 p.m., Sunday, July 21st, San Diego, California. Be there. Okay, there's that. Comic concert. What else? You said two things, Kevin. What's the second thing? Second thing is Comics Online Podcast Live. Well, where is it? When is it? Can't tell you that yet. It's not nailed down. So I'm going to tell you something that you don't like to hear normally. I apologize in advance. Follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. But seriously, please do. Please, please do. I know there are a bazillion of you uh, who download this podcast from iTunes all the darn time, and uh, and, and we, we love you and we appreciate you, um, but my God, please like us on, on the Facebook and, and follow us on Twitter, and tell your friends to do the same, and in order to hang out with us live and, and, and be a part of the podcast live at Comic-Con this year, uh, check us out. We'll, uh, we'll be doing the announcement there very soon. And that's it. We'll see you at Comic-Con. We can't wait. We're super excited. We've got a ton of great stuff planned. And uh, as usual, it's overwhelming and uh, all of our brains are going to explode. But hey, after all that, at the end of everything, we can hang out and just have some drinks, have some food with, with Duke Nukem uh, on Sunday. So uh, it should be yet another wonderful Comic-Con. Yeah, see you there. One more thing, in case you hadn't noticed, 
we've run a bit behind on some episodes. And so we decided to kind of fake catch up by posting a bunch with a few in the middle missing. Uh, so do watch our website, Facebook and Twitter, obviously iTunes. If you got your iTunes queue, you'd be like, oh, look, here's something I haven't listened to yet, or at least it says that I haven't. You know how that happens sometimes? Doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, so those episodes between 28 and 36, we don't have all of them posted yet. We're going to have like one or two of them posted, um, and then we're going to catch up as we go. But uh, I got way behind. You know, life, life, it happens, you know? Um, and, and I hope you appreciate uh, these that are going up now. And uh, thanks for listening. We love you. Um, so those uh, as-yet-unpublished episodes, 28 to 36, they're on their way, we swear. We swear lots. We say dirty, dirty things in this podcast, so if you're a child, you should tell your parents about us and not listen to yourself, pretty much. So, uh, thanks. This is... To the Comics Online Podcast, Season 13, Episode 38. I'm your host, Kevin Goswan, and today, well, this is yet another interview episode. This one doesn't even have me in it. If this is the first interview episode of the Comics Online Podcast you've heard, you're welcome. This episode, Marianne Butler interviews Garrett Wong about his role with Dragon Con, where he is the Star Trek track coordinator. Uh, He runs all the Star Trek at Dragon Con. Now wait, don't rage quit yet. Yes, I did say Garrett Wong. And if you don't, just flip tables and think, oh, I've been tricked. I wanted to hear Garrett Wang with his, you know, the guy from Ensign Harry Kim, right? From from Voyager, because Voyager is awesome. And he was great and, and all of that. Well, no need. Because if you thought he was Wang... You're white, and he's Wong. Enjoy. This is Marianne Butler with Comics Online speaking to Garrett Wang, who most of the listeners will recognize as Ensign Harry Kim from Star Trek Voyager. Hello, Garrett. Hello. Um, Just a quick correction. Um, Many people make the mistake, but it is pronounced as if it is W-O-N-G. So Really? Yeah, so then people say, well, why don't you spell it W-O-N-G? Well, that's because W-A-N-G and W-O-N-G denote different parts of China from where you're from, but they're both pronounced Wong. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Vera, the designer, she's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Wang is Wong. So that's what I have to say to her when I meet her at some point. So. Oh, you have to. 
I know it's just killing me. I mean, my sister, and even my sister, she'll say, she'll say, I'm Laura Wang. I go, why are you doing that? Don't do that. You're 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 being subversive from within my own family. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to be talking about what it's like for you to be the director of the Trek Track at DragonCon. Yes. And uh, my listeners, our listeners, I should say are very familiar with us always talking about how awesome Dragon Con is, but it it really is. And it is. I, I mean, how did you get involved with Dragon Con? Well, originally, um, I think the first time that I went to Dragon Con was 2003, was the first time, mm-hmm. as a guest. And I just, I, it really, it blew me away. It really did. Um, as it does to anybody, the first time they go to Dragon Con, they're, they're quite amazed at the spectacle of it all. And um, it was a lot of fun. And I kept asking my appearance manager to get me back to Dragon Con as a guest. And she said, yeah, well, I'm trying, I'm trying. So the next time they invited me back was 2009. So it was six years later that I was able to come back as a guest. And... Um, I just being I remember being on stage doing a Q&A doing a panel and I just made a comment about how much I loved coming to this convention and how in my estimation it was the best convention in the United States of America and um I kind of looked over at the Trek Trek Track director at the time Eric Watts and I said maybe you can have me back as like a co-MC or something and he, I remember he kind of just, he shrugged it off. He just kind of went, eh. he didn't say anything about it. But the irony was right after this, right after 2009 Dragon Con, uh, Eric Watts was not asked back as Trek Track director. So at that point, I kind of put the wheels in motion and um, I sent an email to the, uh, to the um, chairman of Dragon Con, Pat Henry, and I said, what do you think of me? as your new Trek track director. And his response was, is this, is this April fool's day? I mean, what, <laughs> are you, are you kidding me? Because in the history of, of, uh, conventions worldwide, um, no series regular from any sci-fi or fantasy show has ever gone behind the scenes to work for the convention. Um, that's a first. So, you know, it was a bit shocking to him. But my reasoning was, well, if I take on the role of Trek Track Director, I can come back every year. <laughs> so it was a bit selfish in the beginning, I, I, I must admit. But um, but that just shows the, the, the draw of uh, or the amazingness of the con itself in that I wanted to come back every year. And in order to help do that, I, I said, why not? Why not? You know run the whole trek track itself um so he agreed and now here we are uh four years later um still being part of dragon con and trek track that's so awesome (laughs) i mean we go as press uh this will be our fourth year going and i remember how awesome i thought it was to see you as the head of that particular track just going oh my god this makes perfect sense how did they manage that (laughs) they didn't it was me it was (laughs) was all you well yeah i mean i was the one that made it uh, i I pushed for it basically you know and uh, just to make it clear i mean a lot of people there's speculation that oh well dragon con must pay garrett all this money to come do that no it's a volunteer position like every other director of every other track it's volunteer 
you know. So um, there's no there's no you know uh, stipend or any type of fee that I get for doing this. I'm doing this because number one, I'm a huge a huge huge science fiction fan. Um, and number two, I just I just love the convention that much that I've I've I will volunteer my time to to be a part of it every year. It is certainly one of those amazing events where you just you walk in and it's got this feel that I haven't experienced at any other convention that I've gone to yet. Exactly, exactly. And I do think it's a combination of uh, the convention itself, but also the location, the location, um, the city of Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta itself is is it, there's a certain energy there. I think that's different from other cities, and uh, by virtue of the fact that it is in downtown Atlanta and held at five host hotels, which three of them are connected by walkways, the other two are kind of a little bit more satellite. Um, but when you have the five hotels uh, and all of their convention space being used, it, it's it automatically kind of uh, surpasses any other convention out there because most of the conventions are at one hotel and that's it you know or it's in a convention center you know um, but not not spread amongst five different properties and so the whole downtown area just transforms into into a con itself in a way you know with just the fans walking around on the street and everything and going to the other the local bars and establishments that are there that are not even real part of it but everybody knows you know in downtown Atlanta when Dragon Con comes around you know get prepared it's going to be uh, it's going to be a one big happy family <laughs> so I love that there is still things going on after midnight most of the time. Yes. Like, it's yes. trying to describe that sound in the open core of, like, the Marriott after yeah. midnight is just <laughs> people don't understand until they experience it. Maybe you guys should do some, you know, just do some sound recordings of just the Marriott and just we have did. that. We did. We did. We were at on Good. the uh, 41st floor last year and it was yeah. uh, putting the microphone over the balcony just to try to get some of the sound <laughs> it's amazing isn't it it really is and really how is. how was it for you uh introing william shatner last year uh i'm trying to recall i mean you know these things all blend they all run together for me to be honest um <laughs> but um yeah, no different from any other intro you know, just uh, just letting letting. Uh, uh, it's just great to see the anticipation on, on the fans' faces um, for somebody who uh, who played such an iconic character in in the Trek world. You know, it's just that's that to me is what's the most special is just watching, just being there on stage and and feeling the electricity of anticipation of the fandom. You know, about to uh, um, uh, see somebody who they've been watching since since they were four years old basically you know on tv on reruns and and on other incarnations of whatever he's done and he's done a lot you know that man's resume is as long as my my body is probably so um uh yeah so it, it, it's it's always nice to be to be part of um a history in a way it's uh, it's got to be awesome i mean you say that you're a, a pretty big sci-fi fan i am so i am i would think that you know, moments like that, few and far between, and the fact that you've both been a part of the fandom from both sides now. Yeah. That, that's got to be interesting. 
Yeah, it is. Um, I didn't stay on stage with him because he kind of likes to do a solo thing. Um, but with other panels, I definitely stay on stage the entire time. Like last year, my, my highlight, honestly, was the with Jonathan Frakes panel from, from Next Gen, Riker from Next Gen. That was wonderful. Um, that was absolutely, there was so much imp- improvisational comedy that was going on. Um, uh, I remember at one point, um, I've since cut my hair, but my hair was past Aww. my shoulders. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so during the panel, um, I was talking to, uh, I was talking to Frakes and I, and then <laughs> he looks at me, he goes, he goes, you know, if I had your hair, I'd still be working right now as an actor. <laughs> so he, he then grabs my grabs my hair a piece of it and puts it over his own head so it's now it's flowing over it was one of the funniest moments there oh my gosh i'll remember that forever (laughs) for sure (laughs) that was great um i mean i've like i said but other than that other than i I think all the different panels I've, i've been a part of have been wonderful um will wheaton um wonderful wonderful person very intelligent intelligent very well spoken um quite humorous you know uh and i i if i could have him back every year i would um but that being said you know every panel that i've been on that i've been a a, a privy to has been just a blast you know i mean being very social it's it's almost a bit of like a reunion you know um seeing some of these other uh, actors from deep space and for other voyager actors it's just like a little reunion on stage it's 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 something uh i look forward to every year who would you still like to get to come do a panel with you? Jerry Ryan, seven of nine. <laughs> she hasn't been to Dragon Con yet. I think every single, almost every actor from the Star Trek, every series regular from Star Trek has been to Dragon Con, except for, I think Jerry's one. I think Roxanne Dawson from Voyager also is another. I don't think she's been. Um, and if she has, it's it's been maybe 20 years. <laughs> it's been forever. And then uh, the other person uh, who hasn't been is Aaron Eisenberg, uh, who played Nog on, on uh, D Space Nine, the young Ferengi who was friends with uh, Sirach Lofton's character, Cisco's son. So um, he hasn't been either. So it's just it's just maybe two or three people who haven't been there. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm down for having anybody as a guest from the, from the Trek world. No, no, no problems. And then, of course, the new cast. We need to get the new guys out there. Heck My yeah. goodness. Yeah, that would, be, uh, that would be good. Me being an Asian-American actor, I do have personal contact info for John Cho, you know, new Sulu. <laughs> so I'm hoping through him he will be my little, my, you know, my, my way into grabbing everybody else, I hope. So we'll see. We'll see. Oh, that'd be uh, fantastic. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I love that, the casting of that crew. Um, I think when it comes to television or film, one of the, the most important facets or the most important things that have to be looked into is, is the casting. If you don't cast right, it's just not going to work. You really need the right actors for the role. I think that's the, that's the first and foremost thing. And after the second most important thing would be the script. Um, but if you don't have... If you don't have a good script and you don't have good actors, you don't have good project. So um, I'm very, very impressed with with the uh, casting of the new the new Trek crew. So what have you been working on lately? Um, well, most lately, just preparing for Dragon Con, really. <laughs> um, uh, in terms of my own my own career as an actor, 
I kind of took a back seat, let acting take a back seat in my uh, life uh, after 2005. So I've kind of been on a break for about eight years. Um, the things I have done have been cameo appearances for friends. Um, and this year is peculiar in that uh, I will be doing three separate, three separate independent films for friends. So that's that's a bit new. I, I you know it hasn't been. It hasn't been that busy for a while, so I'll be working on a film called Unbelievable in about a week's time from now, and that has a lot of Trek alumni in it. Um, Denise Crosby from Next Gen, uh, Nichelle Nichols from the original series, um, Tim Russ from Voyager, myself, uh, Connor Trenier from Enterprise, um, and probably another five or six actors from the Trek world will be um, populating that, that uh, movie. Um, that film is basically about a, it's kind of a slapstick naked gun slash airplane style of film, but with astronauts. Uh, <laughs> so that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, then later in the year will be a film called, uh, Star Trek Renegades, which is independent, uh, Star Trek film. Um, basically the same people who put on Star Trek of Gods and Men. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Yes. Yes, it's those same guys that are doing it. So Tim Russ will be directing that one. Um, and this it follows along the storyline of something something horrific has happened, uh, an alien threat, which which um, through regular Starfleet channels and bureaucratic, bureaucratic red tape it would take forever to deal with. So a group of renegades are assembled to take care of the issue. So... Um, and uh, some of your favorite uh, characters from Star Trek Past will be in that movie, too. So. Well, that sounds awesome. Yeah, that'll be fun, too. That'll be in October, after Dragon Con. After Dragon Con. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Instead of, like, what, what do you have, uh, AD and, and uh, uh, BC, AD. So AD is after Dragon Con now, <laughs> really. <laughs> well, that's kind of what it is for us. I mean, we... I hate admitting this, but we almost pick Dragon Con above Comic Con or anything else because I've oh, yet yeah. I've yet to have a bad Dragon Con. Oh yeah, no, I totally I had a horrible uh, Comic Con three years ago, two years ago, and I didn't I haven't gone back since. Um, I pro I probably will be at this Comic. Uh, did I say I had a horrible Comic Con or Dragon Con? I said a horrible Dragon Con, didn't I? I meant no, 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 no. You said Comic Con. You're Comic -Con. fine. Okay. So Comic Con was just oh. Uh, so this year I may be going in, in behalf of Unbelievable, the uh, slapstick film that I was telling you about. Um, I may be going to their booth to doing some signing. But um, typically I always tell people who – and I always bump into fans that are like, oh, it's my dream. It's my dream to go to Dragon uh, – to go to Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con is my dream. And if I could ever, it's like Mecca for me. And I, and I tell them, I said, well, you know, I think you should probably go see it just to see it. But – Pound for pound, Dragon Con blows away Comic-Con. Because San Diego Comic-Con, yes, it's 250,000 people. But of the 250,000, I joke and I say, 249,000 are 13 years old. <laughs> and in your way, when you're trying to walk around in the convention, it's just like, it's, it's ridiculous. If it or, takes you 15 or. minutes to walk to a bathroom that you can see, you know, that normally would take... 12 seconds to walk to if there wasn't a crowd, you know. Um, it's just too crowded, too expensive. The hotels are too expensive. Um, it's too corporate. It's basically every every studio 
trying to trying to sell their latest you know incarnation of sci-fi fantasy or action or whatever film is coming out that's it you know um and um i just think it's a bit impersonal also and i think if you want to go see a panel let's say let's say they have the big bang theory cast um speaking at a panel uh well be prepared to camp out the night before if you want to go see that panel because if you're talking about a room full that fills 3000 a 3000 person room and you've got 250,000 fans at that convention the chances of you getting in are, are pretty pretty much impossible you know so um and also nightlife wise there's not really anything that's that's part of the con i mean there's things there's different you know sci-fi sci-fi channel might have their party which which was absolutely impossible to get into um then other 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 uh sponsored parties are going on but they're not really you know they're not part of the convention itself they're separate you know um and that's what sets dragon con apart and i just tell people i said look pound for pound you're going to have a thousand times more fun at dragon con the hotel situation um is much more economical um, because essentially, yeah, the five host hotels, they get sold out pretty quickly. But then there's overflow hotels. There's also the option of there is MARTA, right? So the the, uh, the Atlanta rapid transit system, the, the little subway going on there. Um, you could easily stay at a hotel that's two MARTA stops away, uh, which would be five minutes really on a MARTA, uh, MARTA trip over to get right into the heart of Dragon Con. So you, there's so many options of, 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 of lodging that are economical, which I think is the, the key expense for any fan going to a convention is paying for a hotel, you know? Um, and then your actual, your con badge, your con membership at Dragon Con is definitely a very, very economical for, for the four days. Um, and so I often tell people, I say, okay, I know you like San Diego Comic-Con is that's your dream, but I want to say one thing. So I tell them the same, I tell everyone the same thing. I say, there are seven wonders of the world. The eighth wonder, in my opinion, is Dragon Con. Please see it before you die. <laughs> that's what I say. Oh, I totally agree with that. I mean, that's what it was with me for Comic-Con was like, okay, so you have to go once, right? Yes. You, just, you have to go once to say, I've been there, I've done it, I experienced it. And yes. after my first time, I didn't want to go back. I had such a bad time. Totally, I'm, right? I'm very short. And trying to get through those rooms when you're at elbow height with everybody oh, else it just yeah. and trying to carry around a camera and get into nightmare. the areas it just oh it's nightmare yeah and yep. that's from the press side of it dragon yep. con takes way better care of their press people than yes. comic-con ever will right right which is which is uh something that you look forward to right i mean you want to be taken care of you want to be treated with some respect and be able to move around without like you said uh, having to almost tackle people or, or, or figure out something to, oh, my God, pull the fire alarm to move from one place to another. It's ridiculous. Oh, um, don't joke about that. We keep expecting that to happen. <laughs> it's going to be bad. You know, that happened. there was a fire alarm that went out went off at the Phoenix Comic Con. Yeah, a, I was watching I people's uh, oh feeds God. about that. Yeah, that was insane. Everyone had to vacate. And this was probably an hour before the end of the show. And it's just like, everyone, out! And so they extended the show when everyone got to come back in, but it was it was quite uh, quite the spectacle to see that that much that many people being you know evacuated was I've never seen that I'm like what so it was all you know everything was fine in the end nobody died so that's oh good, good. that's always that's, a plus that's always a plus when no one dies. Um, 
But um, you know what I'm really excited about truly is 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 actually seeing George uh, this year. I haven't seen George Takei in a while, um, and uh, I mean that guy is the consummate professional. I mean he has he has time for everybody, you know, which is rare uh, in this day and age uh, when you see that that type of genero- generosity of spirit is the best way I can say uh, to describe that man, you know. So that's going to be a great addition for this Dragon Con. Um, but just to run through the yes, we've got um, we've got Bill Shatner, we've got George Takei from the original series from Deep Space. We have Captain the Captain uh, Avery Brooks will be there. Cisco, um, we'll have his son uh, Jake, uh, played by Sirach Lofton. He'll be there. Um, we also have uh, Terry Farrell, who is is. Uh, I don't think she has ever been before. This might be her first time. It's or... the first time she's done a convention in a while, too. Yeah, yeah. And um, uh, lovely lady, though. Lovely lady. Uh, very tall lady, but very lovely at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> and uh, from uh, Voyager, there's myself, obviously. And who else do we have? We have... Um, let's see. Let me think. Let me think. Um I think in total, maybe we have five or six names at this point, and there's a, there are more in negotiation at this point, so we're waiting to hear who else we end up getting. Um, but I'm also excited because uh, other than Trek Track, you know, being being a fan of all sci-fi, um, I haven't really, I've never met Billy D. Williams from Star Wars, so Lando Calrissian, he'll be there, so I'm kind of excited about that. Uh, I'm also excited about... Um, meeting some of the Farscape. Did you follow Farscape at all? Yeah, yeah. I was a late, very much a latecomer to it, but... Yeah, well, when did you watch Farscape? How long ago? Oh, gosh. Um, Well, I mean, I caught episodes while they were on, but other than that, it's just been trying to watch through the entire series on Netflix. Yes. Um, They took it off Netflix now. Now you got to get the... you got to... We have all the DVDs. We have all of the special, like, four episodes per DVD set thing well for me i i came upon i watched all their all their episodes in a span of about two months i think all 88 episodes uh and that happened in march and april of this year because (laughs) when that show came on my initial thought was i am not going to waste my time watching a jim henson muppet walking around okay that's my thought and then then i I gave it a shot, and I loved it. So I'm really excited to... to uh, Dargo's going to be there. So uh, um, who else? Um, Anthony Simcoe and uh, Paul Goddard, who played... Uh, God, what's his name? The Bannock uh, with the half-shielded face. Uh, he'll be there also. And, uh, and um, Chiana will be there. So there, there'll be three Farscape actors at Dragon Con. Um, I, already, I already know Gigi Edgeley. We're friends already, but the other two I haven't met, so I'm kind of excited about that. Um, uh, John Barrowman from Torchwood will be there. Have you seen that? He You've was that. so he was so funny last year. Oh my gosh! This is his second year coming back, right? He's he's yeah. gonna. Oh my lord! He, I I tweeted once. I said I saw him in Germany uh, at the German convention FedCon, and his. Um, the tweet that I tweeted was, John Barrowman is a force of nature. <laughs> That's the only way I could describe it. He was just crazy. Crazy funny, but crazy. Yeah, so he's always fun to have at a convention. His energy was just ridiculous. Yes, 
totally. It's not ridiculous. It's redonkulous is what yeah. it was. <laughs> like beyond ridiculous. So, yes, I agree. I agree. I want the Gowron and Martok panel back, however, because that oh. was amazing. Yeah. They had a good one? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, of course, I would, I would, I wouldn't expect anything less from those two. I think both, both JG, Hertzler, and Bob O'Reilly really—they have each other's rhythm down perfectly. Um, you know, JG is 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 more of the loud, boisterous one, and, and Bob is more of the straight man. But they both, they both, you know, they both can let it go big time, and uh, they're they're fantastic convention guests. Definitely, you saw their panel. Were they uh, dressed up, or were they? They were. Yeah, were. <laughs> and I miss the panel itself, but uh, ah. Dragon Con has this awesome thing that no other convention has called Dragon Con TV. And uh, they replayed the panel, and I got to sit in my room and watch it, and it was so ridiculously funny, I couldn't oh, stop okay. laughing. Oh, yeah. Dragon Con TV, I wish they would have a feed from all of the hotels, you know, including. The Sheraton, because they do. Sometimes they they pretty much they'll they will record what what's happening in the Marriott mm-hmm. main stage, you know, and, and maybe the Hilton. But sometimes they don't get it from from the other other hotels. So I, I have to look into that. But just the fact that it exists is amazing, you know. With all the different, did you see my commercial? Did you see my little infomercial? Thing? I did, indeed. Yes, the chat wow. So that was me suggesting to them. I I, I approached them. And I said, look, I would love to be a part of anything that you guys do. So um, this year we were going to do something super, 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 super cool. But it's been put on the back burner because um, the other person who was going to do it with me is now uh, working on a new show. And that would be Anthony Montgomery, the uh, actor from Enterprise who played the helmsman. Uh on Enterprise, uh, he and I were going to essentially. Um, there is a rap song by Snoop Dogg called "Drop It Like It's Hot," oh but God. we were going to redo it, and it was going to be "Drop It Like It's Spock." Okay, so <laughs> I was going to play Shatner, and he was going to play um, Nimoy on that one. So, and in the video, <laughs> if you watch the video of Snoop, it's Snoop Dogg and Pharrell. Those uh, Pharrell is 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 uh, uh, is basically, you know, d- co-lyricking that that he's he's the other uh, rapper in the video, and so Anthony Montgomery would be do- reprising the Pharrell role, and I would be reprising Snoop Dogg's uh, role, but as Shatner, uh, doing Shatner's impersonate my impersonation of, of of his voice essentially rapping, <laughs> so we were getting. <laughs> Uh, and we were going to be shooting it almost identical. Our goal was to really show how how awesome Dragon Con TV could be, in terms of because a lot of the you know when you watch the commercials, a lot of they're funny, but you know the production value is a little like eh, okay, that's that's shot in a basement with green screen, you know, you know that right? But then this one, we were going to go all out. We were going to pretty much reproduce exactly what the actual music video looked like. Um, and uh, we were so excited about it. It was just, it was going to be amazing. Um, so we put that on a back burner because instead of picking somebody else out of the crowd uh, to play the uh, the Spock role, I think I think I'll just we'll just wait until Anthony's free. I don't think it's I don't think it's really it's not something that has to be done this year. I think if we did it the next year, it'd be fine too. 
um, people would still get a kick out of it. So oh, I want to watch that. Yes, yes. I'll make sure I'll inform you when it happens. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, um, I guess that's about all the time we get today. And let me think if there's anything else I wanted to ask you. I know there was, but then I always end up forgetting halfway oh, through. <laughs> you have a little no- a little notepad, or what do you have there? Was this off your head? Oh, it's all off the top of my head. Okay. Um, let's see. What have we covered so far? Um, Trek- oh, just to tell you the highlights of Trek Track this year, other yeah, than the actors yeah. that we have, um, we are now attempting to break the Guinness Book of World Records. Again. Uh, yes, we're trying it again. Um, we got knocked out by England. Um, they had a big event called Star Trek Destination London last year, and so we got edged out there. Uh, so this year we're going to try it again for uh, most fans dressed in Star Trek costume. And um, we are trying to enlist the aid of everybody from every, all the fans of all the different different tracks that are at, you know at uh, Dragon Con. So whether you're, you're whether you're a Star Wars fan or a Buffy fan, Josh Whedon fan, or Firefly or or whatever, steampunk. Everybody, everybody deep down loves Trek. <laughs> that's that's what I, I I think, and I think everybody somewhere in their closet has a has a dusty Trek uniform somewhere. <laughs> so please brush it off and join us. You know, because alone, I, I, alone, I'm not sure, not too sure if we can beat that. But if everybody got together as a group and said, "Look, we're going to help Trek Trek out." We're just going to dress up in our Trek cosplay. We'll bring it along to Dragon Con this year. Um, I think we can definitely uh, surpass the the British uh, the British record. So, well, make sure you actually let people know which hotel it'll be in because yes. that was like the hardest part of the la- of the last time you guys tried to do it was trying really? to figure out they, where uh, it was. Uh, okay, all right, yep. We'll make sure we'll do that. I'm gonna. I'm going to um, I'm going to also tweet it, and I'm going to I'll put it on Facebook. Which we'll put it in every every social media, uh, uh, every piece of social media that we can get a hold of. We're going to go ahead and announce everything, so we'll make sure everyone knows where. But thank you for giving me that that tip, though. Um, I didn't know you guys didn't know where it was at, huh? Okay, we do we know that now, though. I appreciate that. So other than that. Um, we're just like I said. We're really looking forward to having another fabulous year. And Miss Star Trek Universe, of course, happens every year, and I invite everybody to come to that, which is uh, uh, always hosted by me. So, um, and that's that's always a blast to come watch all the talent that comes to uh, to uh, enter the contest as Miss Star Trek Universe. So it'll be a fourth year of doing that. So, so Miss Star Trek Universe, the. Um, the world record attempt, breaking attempt. Um, those are the two main highlights, really, of this year, uh, other than the uh, actors. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Very much looking forward to it again. Cool. It, it really is the highlight of our con year because, you know, seasons, much like concerts or anything else, mm-hmm. you have a con season. Yep, it's now. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. What else do you guys go to, by the way? Uh, WonderCon, Big Wow, which is an up-and-coming event in San Jose, California. Okay. And we do Comic-Con, obviously, and DragonCon. We still want to try to get to New York eventually, but scheduling never works out with that. Oh, uh, you mean New York Comic-Con? Yeah. Yeah. Those, those, that's put on by the same people who put on Star Wars Celebration. I didn't know that, but it is. Um, and Big Wow, I've never heard of that one. 
Can you tell me what that is? So Big Wow is this convention in San Jose that's kind of starting to take the place of WonderCon because WonderCon used to be in San Francisco, but they moved it down to L.A., so everybody in the Bay has kind of been without their fix. Oh, why did, why did they move? There, there's a couple of different versions as to why, one of them being the price of hotels in downtown San Francisco during that time of year. Yeah. It's pretty ridiculous because then right. you have all of the tech conferences that uh, also happen yeah. at the Moscone yeah. Center. So Right, right, right. But we do get our fair share of Star Trek conventions, so Yes, that's true. I just think that they could have moved it to another you know, Bay Area suburb as opposed to just sticking it in the city itself. You know, just it just gets so damn crowded in that city. So Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, so I'll look into Big Wow. Um, uh, do you guys do anything in Florida? or We do not. We really want to do, eventually, the uh, do celebration and then go Megacon to Dragon Con afterwards. Because oh, okay. we had yeah. friends that did that last year where it was, yes. like, what, a week in between? Yes, that's correct. Yep, celebration, then right to Dragon Con. Yep, that's oh, right. Oh, man. <laughs> what happened? I just said, oh, man, that would just be kind of, <laughs> yeah. that would be amazing and ridiculous all that at the same time. That would be amazing and crazy. Um, you guys ever go to Gen Con in Indy? You ever do that? No, no. Um, the okay. only other one out of state that we've done so far is we did Wizard World Chicago. Right. And that was fantastic. It was one of the first conventions I had been to that had a children's only masquerade. Oh, and that was just so much fun to take pictures of. There was something oh, like yeah. 200 kids, and it wow. was just—it was ridiculously awesome. Oh, that's cool. I've never done any Wizard World events as of yet, so um, maybe I'll have to check that out. And then uh, in June, yeah. we went to Houston for Galacticon and Comic Palooza. Uh, how was Galacticon? It was awesome. Yeah. How many people attended that one? Do you think? Uh... If I had to make a guess, yeah, um, may- maybe five thousand over the weekend. Oh wow! Yeah, okay. not bad. It not was bad. it was good. It was very mm-hmm. enjoyable. Right. Okay, Galacticon. That's all Battlestar Galactica. Pretty yeah, much. it was the thirty-fifth anniversary of the original series and the tenth anniversary of the reimagined sci-fi series. Yes. And they had an amazing collection of people, just all together, folks that you don't see at conventions very often. And it mm-hmm. was it was incredible. Wow. Good for them. Um, and then the other one was called what? Comic Palooza. Comic Palooza, both in Houston. Yeah. Correct. They shared sure. the same convention center space, which was odd and kind of difficult to navigate. But Oh, Okay. It was two cons, two separate cons in the same space, basically. Yeah, sharing the same basic floor space. I gotcha. I gotcha. Okay. Hmm. Um, have you been to Chiller? I have not. That's up in Jersey. That's like that's an interesting one to go to, too. Pretty big. Um, you know, kind of more focused on horror, but there's tons of sci-fi also there, too. So it's, uh, it's been around for quite, quite a long time, too. Um... But Megacon in Florida, I would recommend that. See that at some point. Um, Chiller, if you could. Uh, Gen Con in Indy. Um, oh, I hear Emerald City is really fun, too. Yeah. I haven't gone to that one as of yet. That's in Seattle. Yeah, we have a lot of friends that do that one. 
Yeah, so I want to go try to do that one. Um, and then the, uh, you know, all the Canadian ones are, are massive these days. You know, the, the Calgary Expo and the Toronto Expo and the Vancouver Expo. And uh, they're just, uh, they're quite well attended. Um, I think Calgary, one year they were they had 10,000. The following year they had 20,000. They, they increased by 100% uh, three years in a row. Of their attendance, which I thought Whoa. was like, what? How do you go from 10 to 20 to 45 like that? It's just unbelievable, but they did. So, um, yeah, so those Canadian conventions are fun, too, I think. But uh, I want to check out Big Wow, though. That's, I like the name of that. Big Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. We had, uh, had Stan Lee this year, and that yep. was, you know, amazing. And yep. he made time to see and meet everybody that was there, and it was pretty amazing that he's able to do that at that age definitely you know um i was when i was at calgary not this year but the prior year so 2012 um i was there with the the vulcan board of tourism so the <laughs> town of vulcan the town of vulcan alberta is a very small small farming town with i think the population is maybe a thousand something but they their tourism board has turned the whole city into kind of a, a, a homage to star trek in a way and uh they had a booth at the calgary expo which i went to uh help them out and i signed at their booth but while i was there i, I made mention to the convention promoters i said listen I do a lot of emceeing. I do a lot of uh, panel, panel moderation. Uh, I'm a, uh, I've a lot of moderator jobs. So if you have any anything that opens up that you need help with, um, give me a call. So they, they came to me um, day of, basically, and said, look, uh, we had somebody drop out, but do you mind filling in as the moderator for, for a QA? and a I said, sure. Who, uh, who is it? What actor is it? He's like, oh, it's... Uh, it's Stan Lee, actually. I said, uh, uh, okay. <laughs> so I got to moderate his panel. But while I'm sitting next to him, literally 12 inches away on stage with him, uh, I, I literally, I, I never, I mean, I definitely get my own fanboy moments, but never on stage like I did with Stan Lee. That just, that was, at one point I started tearing i mean tears of joy i had tears of joy coming out of my i I had to look away i was like oh my god this is too much it was really uh something that i'll remember for the rest of my life um moderating stanley's panel (laughs) well i can only imagine i mean where do you go from there i know exactly where do you go from there uh the great guy though um uh uh, he was said one of the things that he said that was so funny was um he was talking about the creation of, of uh, cre- creating Spider-Man, and he said, uh, he goes, yeah, you know, I was thinking to myself that, ah, oh, I got to stop saying that. My wife always gives me a hard time because I always say, I thought to myself, and she always says, who else would you be thinking to? <laughs> <laughs> stop saying that. <laughs> so, he was so... Uh, he was just like a fun grandpa, you know what I'm saying? That's what he came off as to me. I mean, it was there really There is an awesome. adorable special about he and his wife that was a PBS thing. And <gasps> yeah, really? I yeah. see that. 
it's really, really cute. And you're just like, oh my god, this couple, they're amazing. And oh. he like he grabs her in the middle of the living room and starts dancing with her. And oh, it's one of those, oh see, god. this is why he's still so so young at heart. Yeah. What what's the documentary called? Um, I think it's it's one of the American Masters and it's it's just American Masters Stanley. Oh wow. I will so look into that. That's great. American Master Stanley. Thank you. Because Appreciate PBS that. is amazing. Yeah. Totally. Okay. So, um I think that's pretty much it. We covered the covered the uh Guinness Book of World Records, we covered the pageant um yeah i think i think that is probably it um i'm trying to think what else there could be that we could talk about and i was gonna ask you about your hair but you already covered that oh yeah you know what it was that first film i did which was in december january they the guy goes the director said well, I kind of would love to have your hair short, but I understand Aww. if you're not going to cut it, you know. And I, and I just sat there and I said, you know what? My hair has been long for 10 years. But yeah, 10 years, I guess I could cut it. Because the thing is, it'll grow back. It's not like I took my arm off, you know. It's It, it will grow back if I decide to go long again. And um, I... I you know, I do miss it. I miss the long hair, but at the same time, I'm kind of enjoying having the short hair right now. Well, you're it's... easier to spot in the middle of the con floor when you have your long hair. Oh yeah, most definitely. I agree. I, I can. I stand out. Um, but Bob Picardo, the doctor from Voyager, when he saw my short hair, <laughs> he, he he was just like, he was, he was like, Carrot, I I love it. He's like, I, it's absolutely. Fun. You know, this is the way I like your hair. I, I just I'll tell you right now, with your long hair, you kind of came off some type of bizarre, weird hermit. You know, so he's, he made some <laughs> weird comment about that. <laughs> you look like some, somebody who was living in their mother's basement. You know, and I, I said, thanks, Bob. <laughs> thanks a lot. He is so, so funny on Twitter. <laughs> Oh, is he? Oh, yeah. He does tw- tweet a lot, though, doesn't he? Um, I, t- I retweeted a interview between hi- him and uh, uh, it's both he and Ethan Phillips. So the Neelix oh. and the guy. Have you seen that? Yes. You have seen that one? Yes. When they're sitting side by side, that one? Oh, yep. they're, in, they're in Vulcan, the town of Vulcan, actually. <laughs> it's so funny because at one point when Bob turns to, to Ethan, he goes, so, Nathan, and then <laughs> Ethan goes, uh, 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 Nathan? Yeah, okay, okay, that's my name now. Nathan. <laughs> it's Neelix and Ethan together. Nathan. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, so that's when he called him the Bokter. <laughs> Instead of Bob, he said Bob and the Doctor together was Bokter. Um, those two, they play off each other like an old vaudeville act, really. They're so they good. They do. I would, They're so good. I would watch that show. Oh, everyone would watch that show. It's a good one. Um, yeah, I think that's about... That's about it. Um, oh, this year for the pageant. This is the first. I, ever since we've had the pageant, I've always been trying to get an actual Miss Georgia to be on uh, one of the judges. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I swear to God, I could never get. I've been. I, I honed in on the gal that was Miss Georgia for two. Because I was what 2010 was my first year. Uh, as uh, so, the gal who was 2009 Miss Georgia was the one that I first. Um, um, 
uh, focused on. Like, okay, this is the, the gal that I'm going to use right now. And she ended up going to law school. So she kept, she was always busy and busy. And so she finally sent me an email about a month ago. And she goes, I think I can make it. <laughs> I said, awesome. I'll finally have a Miss Georgia as a guest, a celebrity <laughs> guest. <laughs> So hopefully, uh, hopefully Emily Cook will be one of our celebrity guests for the uh, Miss Star Trek Universe pageant. <laughs> oh, that'll be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, anything else? What do you think? Not that I can think of. We covered pretty much everything that I was going to talk to you about. Does Bill have anything else that he wanted to ask? No? Do you have anything you want to ask? No? Okay, he's throwing up the thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> so everything is good. We got a good one then. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you guys, this will be, you'll, you will probably, you'll transcribe this and you'll write, this will be in print form. Is that right? Um, it'll be on our website. We write for, uh, comicsonline.com. Yes. Yes. Okay. So it'll be there. Got it. Yeah. Awesome. I'm happy. Yay. Yay, I'm happy too. Thank you for your time. (laughs) Yeah. Say hi to me when you, when you come on down to DC this year. Okay. I will. And I'll totally like tweet at you when this goes live. (laughs) Yes, please do that. Um, what is your Twitter uh, under? What's it under? Mab, M-A-B, is Tink. Mab is Tink? Are you yep. following me already? Do you have me on your um, I believe I am, yeah. Okay. Mab is Tink. All right, I'll look for you, and I'll follow you, too. Okay? <laughs> awesome. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Oh, thank you. Have a great day. And there's the end of that. Well, so thanks, Marianne and, and Garrett and... Just everybody that's still at Dragon Con, wink. Uh, yeah, see you there uh, at the last long weekend of summer down there in Atlanta, Georgia. And uh, so, for Marianne and Garrett and Dragon Con, and for everything geek pop culture, this is Comics Online. Disclaimer. The opinions expressed in this podcast may not represent those of Comics Online, any participants, or any employers past, present, or future. If you would have thought otherwise without hearing this disclaimer, maybe you're not ready for this whole internet thing, much less saying names wrong. Or maybe you're instead one of our smart and sexy fans who appreciate foul language, Harry Kim's, biting sarcasm, and everything geek pop culture. If you have comments or questions for the Comics Online podcasters, post on our Facebook page, tweet us on Twitter, or email us at podcast at comicsonline.com. All original material in this podcast copyright Comics Online. Our builders are going off like gamma bombs. Switch your internet browser to comicsonline.com.